0: Remember, it's easier for teens in Texas to buy an assault rifle than a beer.
1: You're listening to The Democratic Messaging Project with Joe Ranty. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Democratic Messaging Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Ranty, and I'm thrilled to have you join us today. We have an incredible episode in store for you. Today's guest is none other than Representative Anna Eshoo, hailing from the 16th District of California. We've got a lot to talk about, so stay tuned. But before we dive into our conversation with the representative, let's catch you up on some recent political happenings. Just minutes ago, Republicans made a bold move by booting Jim Jordan from his fourth attempt at running from House Speaker. You can't make this up. We'll be sure to dissect the implications of the decision and what it means for the future of Congress. And speaking of significant developments, last night, President Biden delivered a speech on Israel that has been making headlines across the nation. We'll get Representative Eshoo's take on this important address and its potential impact on US Middle East relations. But that's not all folks. Representative Eshoo has her hands full with exciting projects happening in her district from a cutting edge electric train to The initiative of artificial intelligence will dive deep into these endeavors and discover what they mean for the 16th district and more broadly for the rest of the nation. So without further ado, please join me in giving a warm welcome to our distinguished guest representative Anna Eshoo. Thank you so much for joining me today. We've known each other a long time, time. Yeah, a long it's, time, it's, it's, and you're yeah. one of my shiros for all you have done for my district, for women in the country, the LGBTQ community, veterans, the climate. I could go on, not to mention your daughter was my son's favorite teacher in high school. Isn't that uh, great? I know Karen was That's great. great. Is great. great. It is.
0: It so is. let's let's it's start with, with you.
1: Well, let's start with today. And what's been going on, and how this has been affecting you with the the constant vote in the Republicans trying to get a speaker?
0: Well, this is um, this is really never taken place in the country before. This is a a first uh, since 1789, uh, and it's not the kind of history you really want to make. Uh, the House of Representatives is is paralyzed. Uh, we cannot conduct any business whatsoever. We can't uh, go into session, take up legislation, vote on it. Uh, that's all at a standstill because we don't have a speaker. Uh, so this morning at 10 a.m., uh, the Republicans uh, the, the called the House to order for the purposes of uh, electing a speaker again and uh, Jim Jordan uh, was nominated uh, by Kevin McCarthy. And um, You can't call. make
1: this up. You can't make no, this up. If this was no. a movie,
0: you'd have walked out by now. I know, I know. Um, or maybe you'd sit there because you wanna see how it ends. Uh, <laughs> you know? uh, at any rate, uh, yesterday's vote for Jim Jordan was the lowest number of votes ever cast in the history of our country in a speaker election. And today, that history was remade because he got even less. So um, it's my understanding that he's pulling his name out of contention. uh, But who knows? And I have to wonder right now, who would even want the job given a conference That can't bring itself together around any kind of operating principles, um, you know, as a party, and uh, uh, to come around, you know, an individual that, uh, you know, carries the flag for, uh, you know, the environment or the business community or whatever it may be. But that's, those are not their considerations. So uh, I can't help but observe, uh, Joanne, that the, uh, they're they're a group that uh, do not want to be led by anyone. Yeah, it was, they, it was, just can't, they just can't bring them there. They are the majority in the in the House of Representatives, but there is no majority
1: within their ranks. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean but 90 percent of them voted for Jim Jordan, even though it was the lowest number ever. It was still 90 percent of his caucus and and why was he such a bad choice and who are they going to put up that isn't just as bad of a choice well from our standpoint he's a
0: horrible choice a horrible choice because of uh uh number 1 uh that it is documented that he knew about the planning of the uh insurrection uh and was a part of it and then of course voted uh uh to reject uh, the, uh, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, the vote Biden happens. being president. Yeah, exactly, Biden being president. So uh, th- there's no way that I could ever cross that line. I mean, that's our, that's uh, at the core of our democracy. Uh, he still there,
1: says Biden didn't win, but I keep wondering, are they win? lying about that? Do they really know he won, but they have to keep saying he didn't. I mean, it's so insane. Well, I don't think I need to, uh, do a deep dive on their <laughs> attentions. If that's what they're saying, take
0: their word for it. Yeah, uh, because it's gone on for a long time uh, to the detriment of our country. Uh, so this is worrisome. It's really worrisome. And, uh, you know, I mean, time is the most precious thing that's given to us. And uh, when you're here in Congress, you want to optimize every split second to move the ball down the field to get uh, you know, to get things done. Uh, that's, and and that's, what is uh, I mean,
1: like one of the things that the president last night in his speech said, and he wants to bring one hundred and six billion dollar um, bill to the House to get them to fund the Israeli Hamas war and protection for the Palestinians and Ukraine war and Russian war and protection for the Ukrainians as well as our Southern border. I mean, that's just one huge thing. What can happen if there is no Speaker of the House? Well, as long as
0: there isn't any Speaker in the House, we can't uh, vote on that supplemental uh, package that the president is sending to the Congress. Now, the uh, uh, I believe the Senate will take it up first. I believe the Senate will pass it on a bipartisan uh, vote and they'll send it over to the House. And uh, I I just pray that that where we are right now today on the 20th of October at quarter to three in the afternoon, that it won't be, uh, the same set of circumstances won't prevail. But uh, if it's sent over to the House and we don't have a speaker, we can't act. And, uh, you know, there are crazy. millions of, uh, of people, lives, and they're, 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 fight to, uh, defend their democracies. Uh, yeah, but,
1: yeah. And, and tell me what for the, for our audience that doesn't know all the ramifications of not having a speaker in the house, non-functioning. Can you tell us like some of the things that are pending that aren't going to get done? Well, it's everything. It's everything you can't it's, uh,
0: uh, the framers of the constitution, uh, uh, gave the House of Representatives uh, the responsibility, the power of the purse, the power of the purse. So there isn't anyone else that can do this. President can't uh, just uh, go and sign, uh, you know, a, a big check. Uh, it's it's the Congress that has to take up the legislation, and only Congress can write a statute. Uh, that means writing a law. So whether it's something that pertains to Medicare, whether it's something that pertains to uh, climate change, uh, crime, uh, hiring more border patrol agents, all of that, all of that uh, uh, can only be approved and uh, uh, by the Congress, put in place by the Congress, both the policy and the money.
1: The policy- and, and what do you think that this shows people around the globe, like you were saying, people who are trying to protect their own democracies, but our adversaries like Russia and China, they must just be loving our dysfunction. Well, I think that Mr. Putin
0: especially is mm-hmm. uh, is gladdened by this uh, because he sees the, uh, you know, the uh, the Klieg lights uh, that were on Ukraine. Uh, you know, our attention has gone elsewhere. That's why, uh, you know, there are those of us that are just so committed in the Congress, uh, to um, to ensure uh, that uh, that Mr. Putin and his armies are defeated, you know, I often think that if you walk up to just about anyone and say, "For X number of dollars, would you be uh, would you be willing to spend X number of dollars to do away with uh, the uh, 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 the Russian military?" I don't think there's anyone that would say no. <laughs> yes. Well, that's what this is. That's yes. what this is. We have to remember that uh, that Putin invaded, brutally invaded Ukraine. Uh, and uh, we have no American troops there. They've never asked for them. We're not committing any, uh, but they're fighting so courageously and paying huge prices, the loss of life, uh, to uh, uh, defend and protect their democracy. And uh, he has to be stopped. He rolls over Ukraine. Uh, the Europeans know very well. The Europeans know very well that they've seen this movie before. So, uh, you know, the, the, Ukraine yeah, t- and, its, and its democracy, uh, Israel and its democracy. Uh, and uh, the president, I think, has been so effective in his, well, first of all, uh Joe Biden is one of the most decent uh, individuals. I mean, he's a de- such a decent and good man, and it comes through. He has, uh, I-, I think, really walked into the hearts of uh, the Israeli people who are in agony, in agony. and um, uh, And I think that last night very wisely, you know, spoke... Uh, And it was his wisdom, the wisdom that comes with uh, a lifelong experience, uh, that these are democracies uh, and so are we. We have this opportunity to show who and what we are uh,
1: to the people. You're talking about you're talking about his speech from the Oval Office. Yes,
0: yes. I thought it was
1: just brilliant.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, Joanne, we have... um, Uh, Well, to me, it's this is a national disgrace what the Republicans are doing here. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's important for people to know that over and over and over again, our leader, Hakeem Jeffries, has said to the Republicans, everything is on the table. We want to work in a bipartisan way uh, to get out of this jam uh, that, um, you know. Obviously, they've created so, uh, but they're they, who, who they, they don't like? want to work with us,
1: yeah. Who would you see? I know when they when they say it's working with the enemy, when Jim Jordan said the American people do not want us working with Democrats, I thought he has truly lost his mind. It's all the American people want We're is everybody long- working together. We lost it a long time ago, but <laughs> at any rate, um, what, what uh, do you, who so, well, would
0: I you- think? Uh, well, I think that, um, Uh, Well, we have, uh, you know, an acting pro tem. And I think if both parties could have come together and agreed on Patrick McHenry, uh, that the Democrats would have uh, would have accepted him.
1: Mm -hmm. But, uh,
0: you know, now, I mean, they've tested that in their conference. They turned it down inside of their own conference. Uh, There were votes today for. Some, a few from McCarthy, some for Scalise, some for Zeldin, some for, I mean, it's just, it's scattered. It's scattered and there's not, there's not, doesn't seem to be a solid core there. So it's, um, we're, and for countries around the world, they're scratching their heads. I bet. The, the the greatest, most powerful nation, the most, the most important democracy in the world. And uh, this is the way uh, it's, uh, you know, it's elected leaders are conducting themselves. Mm-hmm. I, no, it's uh, bizarre. It, it is. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. But, you know, hope hope um, I, I i'm always an optimist as much as i've said so many negative things in this <laughs> just answering your questions because so much is wrong that uh maybe next week maybe <laughs> I, next. i week, love so that I
1: well i what there there's somebody that said i'm an eternal optimist because what's the alternative there is none. Exactly. yeah exactly uh, Let's go back to the Middle East for a a bit. And I would think that there is also this personal impact because your grandparents with your mother fled Armenia back in the day when Turkey was doing an absolute genocide of the Armenians and destroyed a culture that had existed for 2000 years, which some people may not understand at all. So I can imagine what it's like for you, both for the Israelis that have, you know, ha- have been chased through programs, the Holocaust, et cetera, for centuries themselves and not been able to, you know, have peace or, or protection. Uh, and then I'm just wondering what you think of how this whole nightmare is, if, if there's any way for it to be solved, because the Israelis now are headed to just flatten the Gaza Strip. This and it's and Hamas is already underground. It's not going to kill Hamas. And the Palestinians don't like Hamas. And I'm just wondering what it is that you think, because both situations, everybody is being massacred. It's just such a heartbreak.
0: Well, war is hell. Yeah. War is hell. A lot of people don't get out alive. And, uh, uh, you know, my children would say war is not the answer. Um, Israel certainly, most certainly, has the right to protect and defend itself. And the uh, atrocities committed by uh, Hamas are, you know, I don't even know what the adjectives are to describe it, it's, I mean, it's just completely, as has been said, outside ah. Uh, uh, anything that we call humanity. So, uh, you know, uh, uh, Israel understands that it can't have, uh, that Hamas is not a friendly neighbor. They have to do uh, everything they can uh, to rid uh, of the area of Hamas. Now, in order to do that, it's a very, very complicated, complex undertaking. And we're 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 becoming more and more aware of the details of the complexities every day. Uh, Gaza is uh, uh, the most heavily populated uh, uh, small area in the world. I mean, there are what two point three million people that live in an area that is what the size of I don't know Philadelphia. I mean, it's it's really. Um, it's it's really uh well it's very dense, which adds to the complexity uh I don't I, I'm not uh I'm not a uh, an expert in uh, in uh, you know in those kinds of undertakings uh uh but they they are committed to doing that uh and what does that mean for the people in uh, in Gaza uh you know I mean the president said uh that, you know, we are uh, committed to uh, humanitarian aid. Uh, that w- we want to make sure that it uh, that Hamas doesn't rip it off and steal it because they've done that before. Uh, uh, because these are civilians, and uh, uh, you know, it almost sounds like an oxymoron, but there are uh, rules of war. They're I know, it does seem so weird. Law. Laws of war. It's why what? The laws of war. So, uh, so you know, innocent civilians, uh, you need to do everything you can to protect them. Uh, do I think everyone will be protected? That doesn't happen in war. I, I've never heard of a war that's been waged where no one was injured or killed. So it's... Um,
1: you well,
0: know,
1: and they've, it's, already, it's killed it's 5, yeah, they've yeah. already killed five thousand. Yeah, they've already killed five thousand Palestinians. One one thing I like to well, you know, I, I you know people, I, I think we have to be careful
0: about you know who is killed whom, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and we we'll get the numbers, and then, then the numbers change. Uh, there is um, uh, the Israelis are going to respond, uh, and the president has said. You know, uh democracies do things differently. We don't we don't uh we're not attracted to be a copycat of uh uh people that uh, uh are are savages. And uh so uh this is uh, I don't think any of this is going to be easy, Joanne. Uh, I, I just don't, and uh, there's a great deal of, of suffering. Uh but you know, all you have to do is look at the uh the charter of uh of Hamas, and it's to um, uh, to rid the world of the uh, state of Israel and to wipe every Jew off the face of this earth. I know it's so, just like you know. For a I, so that is uh, that is in their that's in their charter, uh, but we have uh, you know the United States has a, its commitments. I want to see us keep them. As a member of Congress, we have to be able to open this place up. So that we can do our jobs and uh, take care of the business, not only the, the, you know, the critically important business at hand right now, uh, but for everything that we do. We could have a government shutdown. But that has not been resolved.
1: And I I forget who of the Republicans had this nonchalant thing. November 17th is a long way away. It's like, what? Well, I mean, it's like it just is like so irresponsible it's just it is it, it's
0: highly irresponsible it, it really is so i I'd wish like to, i'd like wish to turn, we were celebrating something you know?
1: i know i wish we were electing hakeem jeffries one yeah. of the things that we i will. think is we will next, yeah we next will. january we're not we january 24 but january we will. 25 we'll be electing oh. hakeem oh. jeffries as speaker of the yeah. house uh, th- that's one of the things they're completely sinking their majority, and we're going to win back the house. Yay! And we're going to win the senate, and we're going to keep the president. But let's, I'd like to talk to another positive thing, which is what your accomplishments have been in the 30 years, because I live in your district and I would like to talk about a couple of the big things that are in our district. And I'd love you to say whatever else you would like to, but one of the big ones is the electric train coming to the Bay area. Finally, yes. after years of you fighting for it, right. getting the funding and it's going to start next fall, it's going to be a huge boon to the area and to climate change. It's going to keep, Oh, it is. oh it it's is. going to be unbelievable. And It's the
0: electrification of, uh, of Caltrain. You know, what's so interesting to me that, History is such a wonderful thing to be entranced by. Um, Caltrain, that train system, that corridor uh, began, uh, was put in place during President Lincoln's administration.
1: Oh my gosh, and for people and who then, don't know, and she's then, talking and then, about Silicon Valley up to San Francisco. Right. That's what uh, she's talking about for folks who don't know right. and
0: uh, and then it was under another president from the state of Illinois uh, who embraced and funded uh, for, you know, the federal money um for the electric electrification of of Caltrain,
1: and that and is President Obama for the people Obama. who don't know so the, other uh, the um, you know, there was
0: a a big push to um, by the uh high-speed rail authority to come down the peninsula and tear up I don't know how much of the peninsula get rid of Caltrain and uh, uh build these 30 40 50 foot uh things in the in the in the air uh for high for high-speed rail and I I saw something that I'd never seen before, and that is how not to do something, (laughs) how not to take a project on. I mean, it was every city on the peninsula was suing the High Speed Rail Authority. And I try as I could to get more information from them and whatever. Uh, And I thought and thought and thought about it. And I said, you know what? We can have our own high-speed rail on the peninsula and that is an electrified Caltrain and so I just worked my butt off on it yes you did yes you did did. over against lots of opposition uh, lots of opposition but the environmental community came around it uh the cities embraced it um uh the business community embraced it and uh and so I, I, I knew that I had a strong case that I could make federally. And uh, uh, it wasn't easy to do, uh, but the very first tranche of, uh, of money, some 700 and, 700 and uh, odd uh, million uh, dollars uh, to begin the electrification. And uh, so now we're almost there. We're almost there. Uh, it's going to move faster, It'll be 90% cleaner in terms of any kinds of emissions. It'll carry more people. It'll be far more comfortable. It'll be quieter. And uh, I think that when young people say, what are you doing for our generation that's going to last, that this is one of them.
1: That, so so great. And congratulations. I know how hard you've worked. Another one that's dear to my heart, because and I know is two years, is about Lyme disease funding. Yeah. And you have been the in the forefront, driving a bipartisan, uh, a bipartisan bill in the House and also in the Senate uh, in which they have tripled funding for Lyme testing and treatments. And Lyme disease for people who don't know impact about 500 million people a year in the United States, it's a lot. And that yeah. doesn't even include their families, and that are impacted so terribly, and their friends. I have lots of friends with Lyme. And so I just want to thank you for that as well. I know you have been a huge. Well, Joanne, proponent. thank you for raising it. You know, um, uh,
0: it's when we started on this, uh, uh, with the, you know, you don't get anywhere in Congress without a push from the outside the advocates, the advocates, the advocates, the advocates. And uh, they've just been fabulous uh there wasn't a dime uh in research for Lyme disease so that you know what we finally got in the beginning uh and then added to it and that as you said you know now it is' triple the amount that we uh that we started with is is so important because without the uh the research you're not going to develop uh something that's going to address the disease uh I I have. Uh, uh, always worked so hard uh to um, expand uh research and development not only in uh, uh on the medical side uh but also in the um uh in the you know technology as re- as well and,
1: uh, so- and and she for those of you who don't know uh- NSU is in, in deep in the midst of the tech world here in Silicon Valley. So I don't know what you'd like to add about that.
0: Well, you know what I'm really pleased about? Because uh, we're, um, uh, everyone has heard about this new world of AI. I mean, it's not brand new, but to most people it is because they've never heard of uh, artificial intelligence. And it sounds like an oxymoron too, doesn't it? Artificial intelligence, either intelligence or no intelligence. But at any rate, um, so I've been, uh, uh, you know, working to uh, help to educate members of Congress uh, so that they understand it. Uh, We have an AI caucus. It's bipartisan. So I've done lots of work on that. And uh, lo and behold, Time magazine in their September issue uh, named the 100 most influential people and artificial intelligence and, uh, your Congresswoman is one of the 100. Oh. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pleased about that. You know what else I'm really very proud of, Joanne is, uh, is establishing not just one, but two, uh, actually three research, uh, uh, agencies, new oh. Ada, that's a, that is, that's a very hard thing to do. Uh, one of them is, uh, is BARDA, uh, which, um, is highly successful and uh people in the private sector rave about their partnerships in order to bring uh you know uh, biotech products to uh, to market that's all to the benefit of the american people in the last congress uh i got the legislation through for arpa h you've probably heard of darpa now, that's on the defense side and that's been Highly, highly successful. It's a small agency. It's nimble. Uh, if they, uh, what the undertakings are, if they fail, they move right on. They move right on. And uh, it actually was uh, the president's vision that there be an ARPA H for health. And the uh, the mission of ARPA H is to find the cures for the diseases that today. Are not uh, we we haven't conquered yet, uh, you know? Pancreatic cancer. These these uh, diagnoses are uh, death sentences. They're yeah. death sentences today. So uh, I'm so proud of that. And uh, that That's was uh, in the last Congress, and uh, it was um, it was broadly bipartisan, and uh, it's now a reality. And years yeah. ago, it did ARPA E. Uh, for the environment so uh that uh that stands too so See, I, those things.
1: you've done so much Anna and that is not just for our district that's for the entire country and in on on some level for the world because we have the most innovation uh in the world our we country do. our country's we large do. it's it's wealthy we so of course that it's makes wealthy. sense well, so, so made a
0: major a major breakthrough. Uh, i mean look at our uh, our vaccines vaccines are very 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 tough to develop and uh uh the legislation that i did uh became the place where that vaccine was developed and that was that was for humankind that was for humankind yeah no it saved uh millions and millions and millions of people's lives so yeah our work is
1: it's yeah. great. And, and, it's and I think and I think that this whole fear of AI needs to be impacted because it's not all bad. It's not all terrifying. No, and in not. fact, my son is a co-founder of a group, the the aforementioned son who loved your daughter in high school is one of the co founders of Cube Three, which is doing AI security, which is what we really also need to implement as well. So thank oh, you absolutely. for all that
0: you've done. Oh, yes. Well, it's, um, you know, there's, it, it, and you know, it, it, one member is just one member. You you have to pull a lot of people together. So I give enormous credit to, you know, the members that were there in the beginning to co-sponsor the legislation, to help me push and pull in order to get it done, and, uh, uh, and uh, the, the remarkable scientists uh, uh, from both Stanford and uh, uh, UCSF uh, that were uh, so key in, uh, uh you know, and the work that they did as well. So, you know, it takes, takes a lot, but it takes a
1: lot yeah. and your personality and perseverance is great. And I wish you would blow your own horn and tell people what you do. Uh, because yeah. that is going to be very important for people to know everything you've done well, congresswoman issue
0: i want to thank you for your commitment uh uh joanne you are um never ever 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 give up on anything i mean when you're in that's right i mean you're you're in it that's it that's it and uh you know, uh, promoting and elevating women—the work that you've done—I I mean, it, it's a—it's it, an honor roll of undertakings. And you know, we're—we're we're nothing without good people with us. And uh, I've had the best because I've had you with me in this. Uh-huh. I mean it. I mean it. I, I can't thank you enough. So I have to get ready to leave. I know you've got to come airport. back home. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank
1: you for taking your time on this very busy day. And before you have to run to the airport, I can't thank you enough, Anna. Thank you so thank much. Thank
0: you. Thank you for having me on. And thank yeah. you to your crew.
1: Thank, thank you, Scott.
0: Okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Take
1: care. Safe travels. Okay. okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. 20 pounds of ranting in a 10 pound bag. It's time for Joe Ranty's rant. The Speaker of the House that was gone through three different votes today, the third being the last vote. I still want to talk about Jim Jordan as a candidate that 90% of the Republican House of Representatives voted for. This is who they want to have be Speaker of the House. The scary part about it, even though he has now withdrawn his name, or I should say the conference voted and said he had to withdraw his name. They're going to start again on when on Monday. But I want to remind everybody, this is who they thought should be Speaker of the House. He actually wants to burn down the House. And I am not kidding. It's a travesty. This has been decades in the long, decades long work of the far right and their propaganda machine, Fox News, to try and destroy faith in democracy and government institutions of all sorts. They want a fascist strong arm government. And I know everybody thinks I'm always like, ah, Joanne, but I've been right every time. He was running because he thinks that they will be protected. The people who want a strong armed person think they are going to be protected. But if they get on the wrong side of the strong man, look at what has happened with the strong man Trump, who currently is running the Republican Party. When someone went on the wrong side of him, his top general He said that that general should be executed. He actually said that he also threw in. If you shoplift, you should be shot on your way out the door. Well, Jim Jordan is an insurrectionist. He helped Trump uh, work on the January 6th coup. He refused to answer a subpoena from the January 6th committee. He claims that Biden is still not the president, that he was never elected. I don't even believe he believes that. I think that he has to talk about that because he supported all the lawsuits attempting to disqualify Biden. He did so many things that are really frightening, one of which is doing and writing a bill that said that there would be an entire abortion ban nationwide with no exceptions but luckily he has never in his 16 years passed a law so it just shows you what it is that he really wants which is to end any voting in the house and and make this a country that is not a democracy so it's really really frightening that this is who he want what he wants to do so but but I, again even though he has said that he wants to stop uh He wants to stop and take his name out. I want to remind everybody it's he's still the head of the Judiciary Committee that has uh, started to impeach President Biden, even though the first day of they did that was televised. All of their witnesses said there was no reason to do it, that there was no evidence. Then the other part is before he came to the House, He was the assistant coach at Ohio State University in wrestling. Hundreds of the young men in that wrestling team were molested by the the team doctor. And many of them have testified that Jim Jordan knew about it and did nothing about it. And so here he is doing it all again. So I just want to say that 90% of the Republicans voted for him and that is the other side that we have to be very worried about this is why you have to vote for you have to vote for democrats again i don't care what side of the part, what side of the divide you're on it's super important if you want to have a democracy at the end of 2024 now i also want to talk about the wars we can't ignore that there's so many around the world but let's start with israel and hamas the brutality in that Hamas did to Israel, killed 1300 Israelis in one day on October 7th, which was a high holy day for the Jewish people. I think it's really important to talk about history here. I know this is a little bit of a history lesson, but I'll make a quick, but it's very important. The Jews have been enslaved, tortured and killed throughout history, all through the world. The programs in Russia, Poland, Germany, Austria, Romania, Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Yugoslavia, Greece, Croatia, Montenegro, Macedonia, Turkey, Romania, Morocco, Algeria, and Iran. And then with the Grand Holocaust, the systematically killed six million Jews throughout Europe. They were hoping for a country of safety and relief after the Holocaust. But here's a bit of the history lesson. The the world did not intervene in the slaughter of 12 million people that Hitler wrought on Europe, 6 million of them Jews. He took over Europe in 14 years. That's how long it took him to take over Europe, kill 12 million people in doing it. And it wasn't until Hitler decided he was going after England that the United States got involved. But I want to talk about this, what people talk about as the two-state solution between Palestine and Israel. And I also want to mention the Palestinians are not Hamas. A very, very small group of people are the Hamas killers. 30,000 compared to two and a half million people who live in the Gaza Strip. It would be like saying the Proud Boys and insurrectionists that did January 6th are a United States, this is what everybody in the United States believes. It's a very small percentage of the United States that believes anything that happened on January 6th was a good idea. But after World War II, Britain occupied the Middle East like they did in so many parts of the world. And they created Israel, smack dab in the middle of the Middle East and took the Palestinian land in 1948. I wanna say something that people are not gonna like, but was the the total point, besides giving Jews a homeland or give it back to the Jews after many thousands of years, give it back to the Jews, I'm going to say is because they did not want the Jews going back to their European countries from which they were displaced during the Holocaust and to keep them out of the United States and Britain. The United States would not allow Jews to immigrate during World War II, even when we knew they were being slaughtered in huge numbers, unless they were very wealthy. They had to put up a $250,000 bond to get family members or friends into the United States. The Palestinians had their land stolen in 1948 by the British and then 1967 again by the Israelis when their territory in the Gaza and the West Bank became occupied by the Israelis. The two-state solution that people talk about would mean that Palestine would actually be a country. I know that may be a surprise. It is not a country. It is an occupied piece of land. The total population in the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, which you hear about, is 5 million people. Imagine one ethnic group having no votes, no rights, no ability to move in any direction, having no opportunity. Netanyahu, who is the head of Israel, does not want a two state solution. Although many, many, many people in the world believe that is the only way to stop this violence, to keep the, the Middle Easterners, to keep the Palestinians, to stop Hamas from trying to kill every Jew. If they had their own country, Israel had their own country, and then this two-state solution would give would give the Palestinians some relief. But we can't allow the, the people, the Hamas, to just kill people however it is that they want to. So that the solution is not an easy one. The Palestinian Authority, which is the moderate arm of the authority in the Palestine, wants a two-state solution. Netanyahu will not negotiate with him because Netanyahu wants to control the whole area. It's so hard for us to understand this because it's just never been our situation a war. A foreign war has never been fought in the United States. We've had a civil war, but that has not happened to our country. So we have no idea what it's like to be a country that's that has Hamas saying we want to destroy you. Now to move to the Ukrainian Russian war. This is another one. The only two people happy about the war in Israel and Palestine is Trump, who called Hezbollah, which is an arm of Hamas, in Lebanon, which is the country to the north of Israel, who is now bombing Israel, because Trump said they were smart and that Netanyahu was stupid. Putin also chimed in and said that Trump was totally right and supported him. Those are the only two people who are really excited about the war in Israel and Palestine, because it takes the light bulb off of the Ukrainian-Russian war russia walked into ukraine thinking they were going to take it over a year and um, about 20 months ago but that is not what happened and many people in our country want to defund the ukrainian war the ukrainians trying to work on saving their homeland And I'm going to tell you something that you're also not going to want to hear, but that Putin is helping those politicians. They're getting money to them. They are helping them with their campaigns just like Putin did for Trump in 2016. There's more that I could say and I'm certainly saying there is no way anybody has a right to kill people in Israel, period, end of story. We have to see what we can do to give dignity To both sides and to help fund all people trying to protect themselves in the Middle East and in Ukraine. Please vote for Democrats. Thank you very much. Be sure to listen and subscribe to the Democratic Messaging Project with Joe Ranty on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to leave a five star review. To connect with us, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. For more information on our movement, join our mailing list or make a contribution to place highway billboards and advertisements in key battleground states. Visit democraticmessagingproject.org. Stay blue and preserve our democracy. Thank you for listening to the Democratic Messaging Project podcast.